Convicts are with me tonight. Nick, say hi. With that. You didn't know you were a convict this week, did you? Yeah. Um, no. You are. No. Yeah, you are. So is Justin. What's going on, guys? What am I convicted of? I. You're guilty of awesomeness. See how I kind of did that? That's that's <laughs> another compliment. Right. <laughs> that's that's another compliment. Is it I got I'm still working on patenting awesome. it too. <laughs> we're still working on the patent. <laughs> Is that awkward? It got a little awkward there, didn't it, Jesse? You know, just a little bit, but <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're gonna just move through it because <laughs> you know this is right at the beginning of the show, so we got to get through this. We got to get through this recording. So, all right, I cannot believe it, but as usual, it's Friday night. We're recording, and a week from today, we will officially be drawing <laughs> things on Nick's face because he's going to be male wasted. genitalia male on Nick's cut. face. I almost went. I almost took the bad road with what I was going to say, but I, I just I decided that I wasn't going to go that way. I mean, but you all could assume what I was going to say, right? Nick, I, it- I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> physically how this is going to happen. I don't really see this playing out like it does in your mind. That's that's the great part. That you're not going to see it coming. You're not going to see it coming, dude. <laughs> it's just gonna. It's like. It's the same. Hey, Justin didn't see it happening last year, but yet it happened. Well, no, hold on a second. <laughs> I saw it coming. Clear with about this. <laughs> um, I didn't see it coming, but what we're talking about doing for Nick didn't happen to me. That you know. Of. I, yeah. Well, you guys must have done a really good job of erasing well, the no, set no, of no, cock no. and nuts on my cheek. Well, I guess it's time we told you we didn't actually. We didn't draw anything on your face. We just went ahead and teabagged you for real. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm kidding. We didn't do that. We would never do that to you, Justin. I would. (laughs) I would. Everybody's got a price. So here we are. (laughs) A week from Othello. Are you guys ready? Nope. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm ready. I don't know about you guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, dude, I have so much wrenching to do. It's ridiculous. Why are you guys not ready? Uh, That's not a good because... enough answer. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> go ahead. Go, I, go I'm ahead, waiting. Mr. Excuse. I'll let you go first, and then I'll feed off of you. Yeah, open that Rolodex. Get that Rolodex out. All right, hold on. I got. Let, let me. Uh, let me see what I can find here. Just give me a minute. Let me put mine away. <laughs> I don't need it this week. Uh, because um, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. Nothing. You're gonna have to make a new entry in the Rolodex. 
You're busy. You've been busy, I guess, is what you're telling me. I've been busy. Well, what the hell have you been up to this past week? Dude, I've been flying like crazy. Well, at least for me, it's like crazy. For you guys, you're going to be like, dude, seriously, I do that in an hour. <laughs> well, Jesse may. But uh, yeah, I've I've been flying. I have flown every single day this week since last Saturday, uh, including today. Uh, so I've got now how many flights? About 15 flights this week. Yes, I know it's nothing major, but I only get three flights a day at lunchtime. So are you getting like carpal tunnel? I mean, that's every day. That's like your hands are not used to that. Yeah, no joke, man. You're like, it's pretty crazy. You're like taking an Advil in the morning, or how are you getting through that? Yeah, you know, I ice my wrists <laughs> and thumbs <laughs> in between flights. That's probably a but good idea. No, it, it it's uh it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's nice to finally get back to flying like mm. that after a long time. And while I'm nowhere near back to the point where I used to be able to fly, I at least can hold my own, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically just been, uh, a lot of testing. Um, it got, got some more flights in on the nitro. So here, here, here's the thing. The saga continues guys. Yeah. I cannot catch a freaking break. Okay. <laughs> so, so what happens last Sunday? I go out flying. I went out early, too. I was out at like 730, quarter to eight. No one was there for like the first three hours. Okay. Um, so I was flying. I brought my whippy electric and I brought my whippy nitro. Didn't bring the gasser uh, because it's it's waiting for some parts, not because it was crashed, but because I kind of had to pillage it for parts for the other two. Okay. Um, and so. I'm flying the nitro, getting it tuned up, you know, going up, doing a couple of big power loops, checking the high end, bring it back down, throttle hold, you know, tuning in a little bit and rinse and repeat. So I'm I think I'm like three or four flights into the nitro and I come down and go to throttle hold and nothing happens. I'm like, OK, what the hell's going on here? Um, it turns out that my throttle servo decided to die in flight oh hmm. luckily it died at about 50 or 60 percent throttle uh so i had to place this thing down on the ground and basically let it run through about a third of a tank five minutes straight at like 1950 rpm huh. so there's the nitro Man. then go up and fly the electric right and uh, I'm coming across the sky, high speed pass. Out of nowhere, my tail starts getting all funky and then it starts pirouetting. So, of course, I auto it down into some high grass, no damage. And it turns out that one of the plastic links on my tail control rod snapped off at the bell crank. It's just been one thing after another, and it's uh, it's a little aggravating. But don't let anyone tell you that doing testing is always a fun thing. I mean, ask Nick. I don't think by, de uh, by definition, I, I think that testing is not, not supposed to be fun, right? Well, I try to make it fun, but dude, it's rough sometimes. Last week, you said you were having fun, and, and Nick kind of thought maybe you'd been smoking something before the show. <laughs> yeah, it's I, not I fun. think I was still on the, <laughs> oh on my God, I'm actually flying. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. 
and so yeah that was fun but no it's been oh dude it's been one thing after another and and when you're doing the testing right something goes wrong what do you have to do you go home that night even though you're tired and you pull the whole damn thing apart and fix it or replace stuff so that it's ready the next day that's uh that's the price you pay man yeah i guess it's (laughs) worth it i don't know what i'm trying to I'm trying to think of. I a, know you're trying to come up with I, some some sort of uh, sympathetic, uh, yeah, I'm, statement uh, here, but I, I, it's I just, okay. I'm not feeling. It's okay. It. I'm not feeling it. So that's fine. You ungrateful bastard. How's that? Is that better? Sure. Right. Why not? So what else has been going on? Anything exciting? How's the family? Oh, they're fine. I'm not going to ask you about the girlfriend this week. No. <laughs> she she's not doing anything different. Nothing different. Nope. The baby figured out who's who, who he's supposed to smile at yet. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> Picked up BEC, so I don't have to deal with receiver packs on the electric anymore. We're going to see how that works, even after Nick spent like a half a million dollars replacing all the crap <laughs> from his BEC failure. <laughs> and then I did what I hate the most in this hobby, which was buy a hundred dollars worth of tail, tail blades, blades, which is three sets of tail blades. Gosh, man, I freaking hate tail blades. Yeah, they're they're a pretty important part of the whole picture, though. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's tough to make things work correctly with the 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 popsicle sticks. I tried them; they don't work real well. Doesn't work. No, they just they're just not effective. So, Nick, you've been doing some testing this week too, huh? See, si, senor, see, si, senor, you having fun this week or what? Um, yeah, this was not. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad week. Yeah, I got to break some stuff. That's always that's, which is that's kind of fun. It is fun. Uh, it is fun. I sheared my my very first Jesus bolt in the air. Wow! <laughs> Beat that monkey! <laughs> did you say holy Jesus? <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> As it was like wow, it, it made very unhealthy sounds. All the, all the way down to the ground. <laughs> but no crash. You well, seem to be the the king of managing to somehow squeeze out not breaking anything, which is nice. That's a yeah, that's, that's, that's a good, good skill. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only skill I've got. But you so, you, but you've been getting a lot of flights in. Are you? I mean, you've got it. You you guys have got to be feeling good about coming to Othello and flying, huh? Uh, Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For fun, definitely. Um, like Justin, I'm a little bit, you know, I, I haven't put much time into the, into the whiplash nitro yeah. and like, I've got a, a new ring that showed up today. Why? I mean, seriously, there's just, I've had so much going on. Why did I not think to put a new ring in it when I had the motor out? Yeah. Sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to pull it apart again. <laughs> so uh, it's oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, Yeah. I decided to go ahead and run a fuel bladder in there like I had on the 700 Nitro. The tank is so big on the whiplash. A, I don't need all that fuel. And B, it just seems like the clunk the clunk line's got a lot of distance to cover. Sure. And so um, I did get that all set up. Uh, I kind of decided at the last minute, you know, I'm, despite what a lot of people think, I'm actually very practical in my choice of components mm-hmm. like for the most part i don't really care what name it has on it as long as i've had good experiences with them and i've got i really kind of jostled with this one i've got this other set of bls 451s like the ones that got smoked 
that they they do have a lot of flights on them. So I kind of shied away from them, and I I put a set of uh, Align DS610s in the Whiplash, and have been running it on a LIFE pack. Well, I haven't been able to get the LIFE pack size exactly that I want, and then there's just been that. Man, this is like the first time ever that there's been that nagging feeling of I've got a line stuff in my whiplash. <laughs> and it's 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 dumb. I mean, it's not a legit, there's no reason. Uh, I've had great luck with those servos. They're fast, they're strong, but it's just been it's like it's kind of given me the stink eye every time I walk by. So, I think I'm going to do a quick swap and then just swap it all back over to 451s and a high voltage tail and and run 2S lipo on that one as well. So, I got to get that done and a ring thrown in before we go wrap up a couple other small things. Nice. Um, I got the trailer out. I saw the picture. Yeah, yes. it's, it's seeing daylight now, which is good. Yes. Um just need to go through the typical spring stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be a a really, really busy, busy week. So then there's Jesse. Jesse, you know, screw these guys. We had fun this week, didn't we, Jesse? We did. We did. And we did. I don't even know what you did, but you and I have fun was, when we go to the field. Exactly. That's what we do. Yeah. So what what, what happened this week, man? Anything new and exciting? I saw the pit. I, it looks like you had some nice weather. I did. I definitely did have some fun this week. And there was nice weather all week. Huh. So, yeah, I think Monday... Woke up early, got the 7HV all put back together. And uh, so then, you know, all my helis were ready to go. And I went to the field Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So does and that equate to like 120 flights? How many flights? No, probably 50 to 60 <laughs> Jeez. flights. Jeez, man. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, 50 to 60 flights. I got, you know, so it was the... You know, the nitro is all broken. Got a couple gallons through it. So I, you know, really took the time getting that thing tuned. I got the V-bar on there. Um, so, you know, tuning the tail, tuning the head. So that I'm, you know, I'm feeling comfortable with that. And it's, re- you know, ready to go for next weekend. Nice. And then, you know, obviously the 7HV, I've been flying that one for a while. So it's it's obviously ready to go and just put a ton of flights on it. And uh, no, no, no crashing the compasses this week then, huh? No crashing the compasses this week, but I did, you know, it is fun fly season. So I, I placed a huge parts order. So as I was, I think I was talking to Nick, I, I could have a pretty spectacular crash and I still feel pretty confident. I could have the <laughs> parts to go. fix it. So that's key, man. <laughs> that does make I mean, you, it I, just makes you feel better about crashing when you know you have the parts. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing you know, when you're at a fun fly Saturday morning, I mean, just who knows, you know, you could dumb thumb it, drive it in, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't want that heli to be down for the rest of the weekend. Or you so. tip one over on the first flight of the day you, on an yeah, auto. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't tip it over. <laughs> you just, you just drive it in. It, yeah. You just, from the if air. you're going to do it, you do it right. No tip yeah. overs here. No, we don't do no stinking tip. So overs. you, we've, uh, we've all stuck to that though. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to break in here. Not the tip over thing, but the, Remember I said that I was going to do my best to to start piling up spare parts? Yeah. I've noticed that we've all done that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all quite stocked up and it's a Oh yeah. Man, what a what a good feeling. And it, it is kind of required when you're not when you're not flying a line, you know, and yeah. you're traveling to fun flies, you do kind of need to you, stock up, but you're oh, forced. It's a, 
it's a good feeling. I told Jesse, man, I, I'm I'm always game for a couple crashes. Yeah. So yeah. and what's nice is you get you get enough parts going, and you can actually we've talked about this before, Nick. Build assemblies like yes. spare assemblies. Yeah. So I've got like three booms just sitting there with torque tubes and bearings and everything in them. And oh man, that makes it nice. I mean, that, oh yeah, that's yeah. an art. A lot less wrenching. I, then it's yes. not like, oh man, I drove it in. Now I gotta rebuild the tail and do <laughs> this. And no, I actually have. Yeah. A Dan, you should tire. try that, dude, because I know you get that way, dude. You look at that twisted pile of parts and you're like, nah, no. I'll leave it until next time. Wait till you hear my story. But oh. first, I, I wanna. I was gonna ask Jesse. You got the school year done. You finished all your finals. Everything's done. I'm still counting on you to support me, so do Grades well. Grades have been posted. You notice that? Oh, yeah? Is- We're good. Oh, We're good. Yeah? You did well? We passed. We passed everything. So, su- Sunday, I went up to Kalispell to go flying with the guys. <sighs> I had a bit of a uh, unexpected ground interaction. And um, I put a picture up on Facebook. It was, it was, pretty, it was a pretty impressive crash. It made me really happy. I'm not going to lie. It was sweet, dude. <laughs> I totally, the, the last, dude, the last nine or 10 inches of the tail boom was completely wrapped in a 360 degree circle. You know, I think that's your way of saying that you want to go electric. You're trying to go all scorpion on it. <laughs> yeah. I did that to my X5 last year too. Remember you guys? I don't know if you guys have seen the picture, but I I put it in like that and I did a scorpion tail with that as well. But back to what you guys were saying, you know, the whole part, and and I remember, Nick, we had that show where we kind of talked about that. I now have the two 700s, but I've got three separate assemblies. In other words, I've got a complete boom, tail case, a complete third head ready to go at any given time now. Just because of that. So, you know, it didn't happen like that. It happened this week because I got the parts in, but now I'm ready because I not only did I just buy new assemblies, the new tailcase and everything else, I ordered the bearings and everything to replace the broken one. So, yeah. How bad was the crash, dude? Well, let me tell you what I was doing. Kind of proud of it. They weren't pretty, but I was doing pirouetting circuits and that's not a super easy maneuver to do. No. And... It was, go- it started off really good until the, I mean, generally when I start those, it's like halfway through, I kind of want to bail out because it's just not going very well, but I got to past three quarters and it was just feeling good the whole way, you know, and I got to three quarters and it, it was big. It wasn't nice and tight. You know, it was fairly, it was big. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women, yo. It was big. So anyway, I I lost orientation, and I didn't I didn't panic or it didn't bother me. I figured it, you know. It, I actually figured that I had it, but you know that feeling when you think that you're giving the helicopter input to come back to you or whatever, and when you do something, it totally does exactly something different, mm-hmm. and then that that yeah. All of a sudden, that that feeling of panic comes over you. Then I just kind of collected myself again. I said, "Well, that's not a problem. Just just do it." But I just eventually I ran out of time, ran out of space, and I just said, "Well, might as well put her in throttle hold, 
and do your best to minimize the damage. And I, I think since I didn't know the orientation, I thought maybe I was trying to minimize or helping it, you know, minimize damage on impact. But I'm guessing I maybe helped it a little bit. I was going to say you were <laughs> 90 degrees off from the landing. I was. You and know, it, the landing configuration you really wanted. And here's the here's the shitty thing about this. So I go. To, I was at Kalispell. And there's a whole, I told you guys a few shows back, there's a whole group of guys up there that have just recently started flying. Uh, well, uh, two of them have been flying for a long time, but they've kind of been building this little group of, well, I guess about 12 active, but like 20 some people, but 12 like everyday flyers. I got a new field out there. So I went up there and um, I was like on my fourth flight of the day. <laughs> so it was a beautiful, sunny 75, no wind. And I got to thinking, well, I can get this fixed. I can just get keep flying. But I fig- I just found that I was in my trailer and everybody's outside kind of talking and enjoying the afternoon. And I just kind of gave up because I wanted to be I wanted to be socializing. I didn't want to be fixing a heli. I thought I was going to be able to get it done quick, but turned out. What happened to the other cool power seven hundred? Well, I'm still having I was still having issues. I made a s- error in judgment in that. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Dan? Yeah, really? That that, that sounds so unlike you, man. Okay, What's give up? me a minute. Give me a minute. Here. Give me a minute. Jesse's got a process. No, so I have the second Cool Power Seven Hundred, and I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was having some issues with the Beast X. It was acting really strange at hover, full speed, all kinds of different things. It was just doing a lot of strange stuff, and I hadn't, I really hadn't been, I hadn't looked at it. So instead of just taking that one out. And taking a closer look and maybe trying to figure that out, which maybe I should have done. My thought was, well, hell, just take the skookum off of the crashed one and just swap it over to this. That's not a big job. Wrong. That is a big job. Yeah, it is. Because with the Beast X, and this is the Beast X with a Futaba. Because you had to remove all of the Shugu. No, that's easy. I know how to do (laughs) it. kidding me <laughs> i like to watch monkeys work so i didn't help nick when he did that <laughs> i could have had that done in seconds but anyway it's a big process because with the beast x and the, and the three channel receivers that we all use you have to remap channels and it's if you don't do it every day it's not it's for me anyway it's not something i commit to memory so i have to look in the manual and just to make sure take notes uh of what the current and just have everything written down so I can make the, the switch. And it just, it's a bigger job than what I had remembered. That's what, that's why the second Cool Power 700 didn't go up that day. So now uh, I've got the other one. I've got them all fixed. Well, I've got the one that crashed fixed. And the second Cool Power 700 is ready to receive a new Skookum. So we're good. Sweet. We're good to go. So I got a couple of beast X for sale. Just saying. <laughs> I think I've got four of them to be exact. Price? Oh, for you, Justin, two hundred ninety nine dollar. Or best offer. <laughs> or best offer. <laughs> now I I don't know. I I'm gonna put some on Run Rider, and I should have done that by now, but I haven't. But um, that's really about it. I crashed last week. That that sucked. But there is one other thing that happened last week that really put a damper on this whole week. The scooter, Old Blue, gave out on me Saturday night. 
Oh, oh no, man. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, you don't realize when you have a mobility tool like that, when it is not functioning, how that impacts your existence. Panic. Instant panic. <laughs> I mean, literally. How do I, now how do I go to the fun fly? What do I, how do I, you know, I'm not going to get it fixed in time. It's in Missoula getting fixed now. They're not going to get the parts in time. What do I do? What do I do? Well, got it all figured out. Going to have to rent one. So this week, you could call me no fly. Didn't get a fly at all during this beautiful weather all week. Whoa. Oh, dude. Ouch. Yeah. Well, except for those few flights on Sunday. Those ended poorly, <laughs> to say the least. I did have a good day today, though. I didn't get a fly. I mentioned, I think I mentioned that I'm, I don't know if I did or not, but I'm do. I'm working with the local hobby shop. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think I mentioned this on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we got together and we're like, how do we, you know, grow the hobby? And I, he asked me if I could come in today uh, and have a meeting with the manager and himself and, and uh, another lady that works at the hobby shop. And we sat down and we brainstormed, how, you know, how are we going to make this happen? So, you know, we kind of got that ball rolling. Very encouraging conversation. This guy's way... He's ready. He wants this to happen. He wants to learn how to fly helicopters. So we're going to get that ball rolling. And I'm really looking forward to that. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. I'm really looking forward to it. Anytime you can get more people involved, I think it's great. And that's, he asked the um, the manager, not the owner, the manager asked me, so what does Dan get out of this? I mean, he didn't say it that way, but basically he was asking me, what, what do you expect? In so many words. And I said, I'll tell you what, Dan gets this. Dan gets Dan gets people to fly with out of this. I don't expect any there's there's no compensation. I'll I will make myself available whenever. If somebody wants to drive down here, if they're gonna make the drive, I'll make the time. I just need people to fly with. That's what I want out of this. So hopefully we can kind of cultivate that and um get the local hobby shop behind it. And see what happens. That's always nice. Anytime you can have yeah. something local, that's cool. I walked into the to the local one today to grab a couple EC3s. I got a bunch of new receiver packs. And he was in there, I don't know, this clown behind the counter trying to tell this guy. Oh, jeez. It it's, it's rough, isn't it? It was <laughs> about helicopters. Yeah. And it's like, I know that he was doing his best. And he was probably telling him what he really thought to believe, you know, was the truth. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just painful. Well, you know, I, I actually got a good vibe off these guys because uh, let me clarify. There are two local hobby shops. And over the course of 80 some episodes, some listeners have heard me mention the local hobby shop. Uh, there is since a new local hobby shop. So the second one has come into play. The other hobby shop that I'm talking about that I used to talk about. That's where the clown works. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so I've seen, I've done the same thing, Nick. I've been in there. I'm not the kind of guy to just kind of speak up when I'm hearing. I don't want to, I don't want to step on the guy's toes. It's his shop. But you hear some and see some things that just makes you go, and this, this is the, this is the guy that's representing yeah, supporting the, hobby the hobby here in right, my right. area. How scary is that? But, these guys were pretty straightforward and up front. They're like, Dan, when they come in and they ask us about helis, we literally just say, 
we would love to help you, but we know cars here and we want to learn plane. We want to learn helis. And when we can, we will call you back. So it, it, what I'm getting at is they're not trying to fake their way through it. Yeah. Which is and more that's, dangerous. That's where it'll be like, you know, really cool with you stepping in is I think the main reason people fall out of the hobby is because of the terrible advice they probably get exactly. right off the bat. So it's yes. like if, if you can get involved and get people, you know, right when they first start the hobby and get them on the right track, you know, get them that good heli that they're going to actually be able to fly and hover and learn on. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a way higher percentage of actually, you know, getting serious about the hobby. And like you said, turning into a potential, you know, yeah, and I'm a, to fly I, yeah, make sure that they don't make all the mistakes that we all make. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. seriously, I mean, we we made it through it. We survived. But how many people out there who have done the same thing didn't make it through? And, yeah. and the manager, Paul's his name. He says, I got a friend has a 700 Nitro with a brand new 91 YS. He asked me if I wanted to buy it, and I said, well, I, you know, I can't, I don't know anything about him. And I said to Paul, I said, you know what, Paul, you know what, I bet your friend, he probably doesn't want to sell that heli. He probably wants to fly it, but he has not had anybody help him to the point where he's comfortable enough to try to fly it. Yeah. And I said, oh, so yeah. maybe instead right. of him selling you that helicopter, we can get him flying it, and now he's coming down here once a month and buying a case of fuel from you guys. So that's right. It's man, just the local hobby shop business in general is rough. Yeah. I can't yeah, I, imagine I wish. doing it without helicopters. I mean, and I also want to, there's a little precursor and I told these guys this today. I'm approaching that whole thing the same way I've always approached the podcast. And that is I've never considered myself the answer guy. I'm not the guy here on the podcast that has the answers. I know a little bit about helicopters simply by virtue of soaking it up from getting to talk with guys like Nick and Justin and the various pros. And I told him, I said, I, I don't, I might not know, but I do know how to find the answer should the problem yeah. arise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I'm not going to go in there with a pretense that Dan knows all because trust me, Nick knows how little Dan actually knows. <laughs> 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 but I'm not afraid to ask, you know? Anyway, I'm really looking forward to it. And if any of you guys in the Missoula area, I know there's a few of you that listen to the show, by all means, come on down. We're going to be doing a, we're going to be doing a demo probably a week after I get back from Othello. He's going to send out a flyer and a email to everybody. He's going to invite all of the hobby shop customers. And we are going to fire up some 700 nitros. And um, Dan's going to put on a, a demo. An exhibition. <laughs> a smack fest, huh? And we're going to get people excited about helis, man. So that's cool. that's what that's what's going on with me. I'm actually I, wish I had a hobby shop like that. I, yeah. These guys are it really would be nice. And they're 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 a hobby town affiliate or, you know, I guess that's not what they are. They're, is it a hobby town USA? Yeah, it's a hobby town USA. Okay. So franchise, I guess is It's what a I'm, franchise, but yeah. So, and here's a, here's another cool thing. Horrible. Yeah. The other hobby shop, I told you guys, they were selling Cool Power for $44 a gallon. Mm -hmm. These guys oh. are selling it for 30 a gallon. Nice. So it's right That's in line. Price. You know, it's, it's right in line. Yeah. I even told them that. I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a rep for Morgan Fuels, and I'm very pleased to see that you guys aren't trying to gouge people for that fuel. Yeah, no joke. And he said, well, that's what, it, that's what it's supposed to sell for, so that's what we sell it for. 
But anyway, yeah. enough of that. Marvel idea. <laughs> yeah, it's so, crazy. I, I'm, as you can tell, I'm super excited about it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that, how that, uh, how that grows. I think it's time to do some news, man. We've been babbling long enough. Do it better. (laughs) Got to get back. Got to get back on track here. (laughs) So, Jesse, as you know, I've been doing a lot of testing lately on my electric. And what I'm starting to realize, man, is that my batteries are really weak. You got any recommendations for me as to what batteries I should check out next? Well, Justin, lately, I've been having really good luck with Genzace batteries. So if you're looking for some batteries to get you through your testing and keep you in the air, I would definitely go take a look at Genzace. So there you have it, guys. Genzace batteries. You can get them at hobbyparts.com. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What's on the news this week, Nick? All right, so Gowie has actually announced a, a part exchange replacement announcement, a.k.a. I call it a recall. Um, <laughs> they're, I guess they have kind of redesigned the... has to do with uh, the motor mount and the, let's see, like the lower main bearing mount type deal. They're They're redoing it. Let's see. I'll I'll translate this. I'll I'll try and read it. And this is word for word, which was obviously a translation already. The priority is to send the new part and modified parts to you starting Monday, May 13th. So you can replace to your customer who currently fly X42. Gowie just does want to have these parts back so we can rework on them. But it should not be your absolute condition for replacement to customers. Guy will send the exact quantity of parts needed depending on the number of kits you ordered. So I guess what they're saying, this this must be like an announcement to the hobby shops. Basically, they're saying, hey, however many kits that you ordered, we're going to send you out that many of these second versions. Have the guys bring in their stuff, swap them out, and then send this stuff back. But what's the issue? I'm looking at it, and it's not clear to me what the actual problem is. It looks like what they did, and this is, again, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm just going off the picture because I don't have one. It looks like they actually redesigned the motor mount to bolt to, like, a main a main oh, shaft mount. Oh, I see it now. Whereas yeah, before, the original parts have, like, a separate motor mount and a separate main shaft uh, bearing block. Yeah, lower bearing block. Yep. yep, and the new one, it's got a third piece that bolts the two together. Yep. yep. So, so I, I got to ask, didn't this thing just come out like a month ago? Yes. <laughs> what, what am I missing? Uh, <laughs> say it, say it, say it, say it. Uh, no. <laughs> it's just, it's an oops. I'm guessing oops. that they, this is not what I would call an upgrade. Uh, I don't know again, cause I don't have one. I hate to assume, but my guess is they were some problems, you know, with this possibly shifting motor mount, maybe stripping gear issues. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't want to, yeah, 
from from the engineering side of it, I could see potential for an oops. And it makes sense what their fix is. Looks like the fix is good. Looks like it's solid. But a uh, little, little odd. But hey, you know, props to them for um, dealing with it publicly, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. we've seen a lot of companies that just don't recognize problems that they have. And it creates a lot of animosity. But like SAB, they came right out. They had all those updated parts. I mean, fast. They were on it. So I guess that is good for Gowie. Even if they did screw up, it seems like they're they're handling it the best Taking way Taking care possible. of the customers. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Kerry Shirley did a great uh, video. He's got like some pre-assembly video for the conversion kit for the Goblin 700 to a gasser. Dan, you want this. Sweet. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't want a gasser, Gobby? You know, I I, not, I don't want to interrupt the news, but I just let me just say um, I have gotten several emails and even suggestions on Facebook. <laughs> Dan, just what's the deal? Just do a conversion. I've done conversions. I, I, I know it was a long time ago. Things have changed. I'm not a fan of conversions. I like native airframes. Yeah. I agree well, with you. This is just the, yeah, for the <laughs> gobble, gobble, ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Scorpion came out with pretty cool little add-on. It's a high-speed cooling fan. Uh, they have two different sizes, a 30 millimeter and a 25 millimeter. And they bolt directly to the cooling fins um, on their ESCs which is kind of a cool little deal. They're very reasonably priced. The 30 millimeter one, uh, which is for like the heli and airplane ESCs, it retails for $11.99. And the 25 millimeter one, which I do believe is for their car ESCs, um, is $9.99. Can't beat nice. that. Keep it cool. Always going to last longer. How much weight does that add? You know, I'm. that's they a good look question, like, Dan. Just plastic housing. It says the weight, including packaging, is only 18 grams. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, wow. And that's for the heli one. Including that's pretty packaging. sweet. Including yeah. packaging. Yeah. Wow. So not oh, much. It's not a lot, is it? Not, not a lot much. of weight. No. Uh-uh. Uh, speaking of Goblin, going back, KDE is now going to, they're introducing a whole battery tray assembly. I watched the short little video on this. Um, it, it's not out yet. They're going to do a, a, a full engineering video discussing the details and everything of it. I even noticed they made the comment on their patent pending on this. Good for them. Um, yeah, no kidding, hope, right? Yeah, exactly. I hope they that this works for them and they get to keep it and no one steals it. I, I swear, if a line could come out with a goblin battery tray, they they would <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> just to steal Patrick's stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it it looks like a pretty sweet system too, dude. Yeah, uh, it does. It looks really nice. I mean, everything that Patrick put out is just you know the quality's incredible. This looks like this is something I think that is needed. I mean, now that I've mm-hmm. had flown the original goblin setup, you know I, I've done the whole uh the new goblin tray which is a lot better but it's still it's not there this looks like a whole slide in with rail system it's got a latch on it so yeah it locks uh very t-rex 700e 
ish. Um, which, you know, I've experienced as well and was it worked great. So kudos to KDE for something, you know, for coming out with something, you know, really innovative and, and I think needed. So if you have one, definitely look into that. Okay, so the big, well, actually, I think I'm going to go ahead and skip that. And then we'll come back to this. They did some unboxing pictures of the DT CF 700E. I don't know if you guys remember here. Do you remember hearing about the DT 700? Like Vaguely. quite a while ago? No, I don't. A long time ago. Yeah, I can't yeah, say isn't it. Yeah, Like a year ago. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool frame design. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to just, yeah, get one. It looks a lot like an X7, though. It kind of does. And it was almost so much to the point where I'm not I'm not bagging on him. I mean, certainly I'd like to know what the truth is, but it almost looked sort of clonish. Ooh, and it 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 I know know it's hard to tell from the picture, but it looks heavy to me as well. Yeah, but looks can be like really exactly. deceiving. They can there. Be deceiving. That's true. I would have Absolutely. to see an X7 up close. I and that's why I'm saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that familiar with the X7. So I'm just going off of what I've seen before, and it may be completely different. Yeah, um, but you're right. It does look like a pretty sweet layout. Uh, speaking of interesting looks, yes. Uh, have you guys seen the picture of the Thunder Tiger? The yes. E700. Oh, geez. Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. So. Okay, I'm going to start off like mechanics-wise because they got a video out, you know, with Nick flying it in his backyard and he just, jeez, man. That's crazy. This guy whoops on helis. Just amazing. Absolutely. I I look at that and I don't see a flying field. He looks at that and that's a full 3D. That's a full field. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a full field. I'm like, there's a, that, that's a good spot to hover right there. I could do yeah. some hovering. I could, I could shoot some autos right here, yeah. you know, and be comfortable. No, he's he like, shoots a I demo video. He's beating it up. Yeah. So, you know, they've got some pictures out of, like, the mechanics on it. Really cool. I'll give them that. Uh, herringbone style main gear. Mm-hmm. Helical cut torque tube gears. The tail looks really beefy. I mean, mechanics-wise... It looks, just from the pictures, like to be really solid. I don't think there's been many issues with the E720, like mechanically, from what I've heard. But then there's this whole looks thing. Yeah. Whoever at Thunder Tiger is in charge of the overall look of the model, dude. Yeah. Needs to be fired. And then yeah. run over with a golf cart. I will go back to my typical question. What did the losing designs look like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, who sits in, at the boardroom table and says, you know what? That's the winner right there. That's, we all, that, I mean, it was a unanimous vote. All 10 hands were in the air. That is the canopy we want on they're, our new model. They're back to the, the guppy the chin. Yeah. The, yeah. the ducting. I feel like it needs to have like some hair on the bottom, like a goatee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm glad you went that direction with it. Yes. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I got. A, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little nervous. PG-13 here. I got a little nervous. Yeah. Lie. Um, it's just, and then the skids. Okay. Yeah. Now I know, and and one day people are really gonna appreciate this comment and understand. I know personal experience the battle that skids can be and that'll all come to light one day but 
you know, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> the <laughs> ugliest set of skids I've ever seen. Yeah. You're not going to do any sliding anything with this because it seriously looks like a Great Dane sat down and is dragging its ass across the lawn. That's what the <laughs> skids look like. <laughs> now, isn't, uh-huh. isn't the skid shape because of the fact that the batteries like sort of sit down into the skids? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Hang on. Well, hang okay. On, hang on a sec. Let me, uh, I just need a second to check. Let's see. Blender Tiger, check that one off the list of possible sponsors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't send them don't the packet the marketing package to them. <laughs> now hold on, okay. Let's close it out with a positive note. Yeah, Nick compliments flew the there crap out of that thing, dude. Oh, Did anyone else yeah. pee a little when he was doing the uh forward <laughs> inverted hurricanes like two inches from the camera? He, it, it's just. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna admit to that. That's too far. Yeah, that's too. I'm not too admitting much. anything. Too too much. Yeah, I. I'm, uh, no, I, but I mean, I, I don't know. Dan, Dan still, Dan still doesn't know how to respond. I'm thinking. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, anyway, what were you saying, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the mechanics, are, they look excellent. They really do. They just, the, the skid thing is the the goofiest I freaking mean, design. Just, <laughs> yeah, not right on a lot of different levels. But it looks like it holds up to the abuse. So give major props for that. So we have, um, a, we have a friend, actually, of the show that flies a Thunder Tiger. Yeah, and I guess it's been a really good model. Let me tell you a little something about that, Heli. You know, typically when you crash, you replace mm-hmm. a boom, typically, right? Mm-hmm. $56. For a boom? Yes. No way. That's what I was told. Are you I've kidding me? I've not looked myself, but I was told, you're looking at like $140 if you need a canopy and a boom right off the, right off the bat. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be positive about that. It is very hard to be Yeah, there's no compliments. I feel like hate one. mail is going to come our way on this one anyway. Are they but all carbon fiber? Like, I, are all the booms I carbon have, fiber? I have no idea the details. I, I just That's just because a friend of ours of the show down in Wyoming, uh, Troy, he flies one. He put it in. I got a call from uh, one of the Fabian brothers, and they were like, dude, do you know that when you crash that, Elliot, it's like 56 bucks just for the boom? <laughs> wow, stock replacement tail boom for all versions of G4 constructed of carbon fiber for rigidity and lightweight. Forty seven ninety nine. Good <laughs> lord, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Ouch. Jeez. Wow. Anyway, Whew. just don't crash it. It's that simple. Yeah. I feel dirty even saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Okay. Um. Cool news of the week. Our good buddy, Tim, High Needle Jones, they have just gone insane with this Cyclone Blade thing. There are video trailers out. Um, a couple of really good friends of ours, incredible cinematographers, uh, Shifted Cinema up here in the wonderful, beautiful Northwest. And by the way, which one of those yeah. guys will actually be at our fun fly? 
yep. doing some filming. They worked with, with Tim and came out with a great video trailer for the Cyclone Blades. Uh, these things are like, this is where it's at right now in the hobby. Everyone is talking about them. I mean, everyone. And I do believe you can buy them now. Yeah. So when is Nick going to be trying them? Um, my guess is that I'm I'm not going to pass up. I mean, I, I don't mean any disrespect to spin blades or anything, but I'm really curious. I want to know that the techie dork in me wants to know, you know, if, if it's if it's hype, if it's if it's the real deal, if it's noticeable yeah. enough, you know, mm-hmm. or if it's just different. So yeah, I'll, I will probably go ahead and try and. Uh, See if I can't con Tim into letting yeah, him fly a set at our fun fly. Sure. That's what I was thinking. I'll probably be picking a set up at our fun fly. Yeah, maybe we'll just buy a set and kind of pass them around so everyone can try them. I think that'd be freaking sweet because I just I want to be able to talk about them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, congratulations to Tim. Man, I just, I don't know. I think it's so cool when you have just one dude, you know, that comes up with this and, and, start something really small that could potentially turn into something really big and it's it's not a big name company it's just right out of nowhere you know it's like dude it's tim jones everyone knows tim jones well that's cool i like that awesome that wraps up my news for the week anybody else got any news i don't have any news come on i did not get any news this week they didn't they didn't give me any we'll move on how's that sound Let's do it. All right. All right, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Jesse, I heard you had a really bad crash last weekend, man. I did. It really sucks being a poor, starving college student, you know, trying to get those parts ordered. But sometimes the funds just aren't quite there to pay for them, if you know what I mean. Hey, I know what you mean, man, but I got the solution for you. If you head over to helipros.com, they've got the bill me later option. That means that you can pick up all the parts you need to get your heli back in the air, and you have no payments and no interest if paid in full in six months. Dude, bill me later? That's awesome. I am going to go check it out. And remember, guys, fly hard. HeliPros has the parts. It's getting bright out there, guys getting real bright because summer's coming on that that big orange orb in the sky is coming out in full force you ever find yourself staring at it every now and then occasionally yeah. the heli gets in that position yeah. and uh it and gets, you lose your vision for between, a few seconds <laughs> your heli gets between you and that orb that, that big glowy thing in the sky do you guys use i i have you guys do you guys ever fly with sunglasses all the Absolutely. time. Do you really? Yeah, all every flight. Do you around. do you have prescriptions? Do you guys yes. work? And you do you have prescription sunglasses then? Yes. I'm jealous a little bit. So Jesse, you use sunglasses too, huh? I do. Year every, round? Every flight year, yeah, pretty much year round. Nick does too. You do too, don't you, Nick? Yep. I don't. I don't use sunglasses. And it's not because I don't particularly like sunglasses it's that i use prescription glasses and i have tried to get sunglasses uh for my prescriptions i've just never got any glasses that were very good so i've kind of given up on it 
But and I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I I don't either, man. So yeah, that's that's critical. rough. Absolutely, and that's kind of you know. So here we are. We're summer, and in the in the winter too. I guess you get the you know those of us who live in the Northwest, you get the glare off the snow. That's just as blinding. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. It's that time of year. Everyone's starting to fly a lot. I know Nick, you don't canopies very often. So this question may not pertain to you. But do you guys do you guys use different color canopies to help to assist in vision in the summertime? No, you, I don't. You don't do anything like that. So no, you don't, no. but, but but there's a but there. Yeah, and I know that I I know that Jesse does this. We use different colors sunglasses. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes. So yes. what do you do in the wintertime? What what uh, is it darker or lighter? Well, it's it doesn't really matter. It's summer. a day by yeah. Yeah, it's a day by day. It's a cloud cover thing. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. It's all about the because we have no lacking of cloud cover. We need some <laughs> well, clouds? We got some clouds. Yeah, and then like Dan was saying, even in the middle of winter, you can get a really bright day. Like yeah, you know, so it, you can't really just go winter glasses, summer glasses. You got to really split it up. Yep, definitely. Here where I fly by myself all the time, I can always position myself to the sun for so the sun's at my back, no matter what time of day it is. I mean, you know, typically you go to a field. And the flight line is generally in one direction. There's always a certain time of day when the sun is fighting you and when it's not. So what do you guys... Okay, so you guys use different... Tell us about the the glasses you use, uh, depending upon the cloud cover and then, of course, the open sky. Tell us about what the differences are. Um, so the glasses that I use for, like, sunny days, so, you know, nice, clear, blue sky, bright, is I have... It's like a... It's a polarized lens that's a brownish, kind of a dark brownish color, I guess. And what I've found is that for some reason, I mean, there it darkens the sky enough, you know, to where, like you were saying, you kind of maybe not direct look directly at the sun, but, you know, it's not going to blind you. And it's something with the polarizing that just makes the heli stand out against the sky. Kind of takes the haze out of the air. Yeah, exactly. It just... And I don't want to say clears it up, but it it just makes the heli really pop against the background on those, you know, nice, clear days. So it kind of like defines the edges of the heli. Because yeah, I know when I, I would, used to... I would say that. When I was when I was younger, for, I used to do a lot of fly fishing. And we would use polarized mm-hmm. lenses. You could see the fish in the water because uh, it would take the haze off of the water. So it's Yeah, and then I know like Nick and I, we we tried quite a f- diff, like few different shades of... Mm-hmm. lenses and i think you settled on the, like the same color didn't you yeah definitely a a brown almost in between a rose color and brown. yeah 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 that seems to be the best definitely polarized so yeah, and you, you wouldn't think it would you know take like i said i can look almost directly at the sun with mine you wouldn't think it would make it dark enough but it does yeah and they're not dark i mean they're not like no. dark dark sunglasses at all but it's just like it creates this it really brings out contrast, and contrast um, aids in your depth perception big time. Yeah. I want to jump in here for a second Go because right I've got a little bit different story. I, I hear you on the different colors, and honestly, when it all comes down to it, guys, it really is a personal preference on how your eyes see and perceive things, right? That said... I've actually tried different colors as well, depending on the lighting. And what I've found is that 
uh, I can use one lens color for all of the different lighting that we get here in the Pacific Northwest, and it works the best as an all-around. And it's the Ray-Ban G15 tint, which is a greenish gray. Now, here's the deal, right? It doesn't have quite as much contrast as like the yellowish brown that you guys are talking about. But what it does is it makes all of the light, no matter what the lighting situation is, it makes everything look natural. And they are, they're also polarized lenses. Mine are, are prescription polarized. And it doesn't make a difference whether there are no clouds in the sky or if it's like a dark, crappy day. They always make the heli pop for me. Uh, the contrast works great. It's easy to see like changes in lighting like different reflections off the canopy and stuff like that and the blades. Uh, so as an alternative to having multiple sunglasses, you guys should, uh, the listeners should look into that because my problem with it, honestly, like I would go with different pigments if I could, but minor prescription and my prescription's yeah. pretty strong too. Uh, so they cost a lot of freaking money, dude. For me to have two sets of prescription sunglasses, I'd pay about as much like as it a, would cost to get a freaking 700 in the air. You'd have to like make as much as an engineer or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's part of the problem as well. But so Nick and Jesse, do you are your glasses can you swap out the lenses? Cuz I know a lot of a lot of shops sell those kind of sunglasses where you you know, you've got four or five different types of lenses. Do you guys can do that? No, yes. Uh, on the set that I had last, well, for the last two years, yes. Um, it, it was that style. It was an Oakley set that had all of the swappable lenses in it. And it was just great. I mean, the the best set that I've had. I would even go from like, you know, if it was rainy and cruddy or windy out, even if it was kind of dark out, um, but it was windy, I would put the clear ones in just to be able to block the wind out of my eyes because uh, I, I don't wear glasses. And and, and <laughs> when you get the nitro in close and low on the deck <laughs> and you start flinging oil <laughs> yeah. in your eyes, <laughs> yeah, <that's>, true, that <laughs> stings. <laughs> so uh, that got nice. Yeah. But um, they got, they just kind of like, you know, finally got wore out. And I have not gotten around to, to buying the same set of them so the ones that I have currently were just kind of a, you know, cheapo, like $30 pair, that, that set color. And that has actually done, I mean, I would love to have the changeable ones. Money was no option. I would definitely buy that. But this one pair is doing me pretty good. I can go from just a clear, nice clear pair of like safety glasses to these and then be fine. And Jesse, yours are swappable, or are you just No, mine are. I have two separate. Now I'm curious about the shape, uh, and, and here's why. Because as a glass wearer, I mean, it's not uncommon. You know, the glasses will, con- will create wind currents in and around your eyes while you're flying. And sometimes those wind currents can literally cause your eyes to water up while you're flying. You've all experienced that, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you didn't yep. have glasses on, you maybe your eyes wouldn't become so. And it's to the point where sometimes you got to land and like, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's like you're crying. You cry about it. So, do you guys? I, I know that uh, like when you say Oakleys, I'm literally thinking back to like 1990. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like the 
frog lenses. The wraparounds. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that what you were using? Like a, those ones that really mm-hmm. hug your face? No Tony Whiteside. No Tony Whiteside. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm talking the, the newer uh, athletic series that they have, um, the ones that came came after that. I mean, same concept. There's no bottom to the to the lens. It's just bare lens material all across the bottom. Right. But they kind of contour to your cheekbone. So they, they tend to block out very well. They're very, very lightweight. And that's a big thing for me. I don't wear glasses. So anytime that I put them on, they bother me. Right. You know, because I'm just yeah. not used to it. So I've always found that... Um, you know, Oakley brand seems to be very conscious of that, and they are with their with the athletic ones. I'm not talking about the ones that are more for looks, but the actual ones, you know, geared toward active, like active wear. Sure, uh, they seem to be very comfortable and very lightweight. How about how about you, Jesse? Do you, do you have any problems with the wind with yours? Are they kind of they hug your face real well? Yeah, they seem to be you know pretty close to your face. I've never, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I've had other sunglasses where it did, you know, it kind of creates a little bit of wind underneath and getting your eyes and cause that whole effect. But yeah, I haven't ran into any problems like that with my flying glasses. So. I don't know, Justin, or I, I just think that you and I, I mean, as glass wearers, yep. we experience that a lot. I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I do. Mean, to, I do. To an extreme. And, and, and actually like when I, so this is going to sound funny, right? But when I go and buy my prescription sunglasses, I buy them for flying. Like, that is the reason why I'm paying for them. I use them on and off, like, for other reasons, but it is to fly. And so what I try to do is get as much curvature in the lenses as possible so that they do kind of wrap around, like you're saying, Dan, to keep the wind out. But the problem is that my prescription is so high. It's tough for them to get them to get them. Yeah, (laughs) there's a limit. Seriously, dude, there's a limit to how curved the lenses can get so i can't do like the whole oakley style wraparounds i've got these um, i've got this image of like bullet stopper just, lenses yeah i'll show you when we quarter inch chunk of you can glass look at them again of each coke bottle um <laughs> i i yeah it's so it makes it difficult but uh i i've chosen what i think are probably the best ones out there that i've been able to find thus far both for the color you know the tinting the polarization and the curvature so that I don't get a lot of wind in my face. The other thing that's kind of nice, and this sounds funny, but when they're curved, they also keep bugs out of your eyes. Yes. Because uh, my normal glasses, like my everyday glasses, they're not curved, obviously, because they're a regular set of glasses. And so there is a lot of space between the lens and my face. And I will get bugs that fly. (laughs) That happened to me today when I was flying. Yeah. I flew a whole flight with a fly on my left eyebrow. <laughs> I don't know why that's that's just that's funny to me. Don't know why, yeah. but it's funny to me. So moving on from the the sunglasses and stuff like that, you know, summer kind of brings on a whole new set of concerns, possibly uh, visually. I mean. We would all agree, I think, that summertime, the helicopters are generally easier to see. Generally, the skies are nicer. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, I yep. know, Nick, that you, you've, you've told us you've gone through that. You used to, you've been through that phase where, you know, you had the orange <laughs> tail fin and, 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 and <laughs> so 
Do you do anything different to your heli for summer bright flying? I mean, do you do you prefer the bright colored canopies when you're using um, a canopy? I always prefer the bright colored canopies, although it's not my big change is I put the canopy on in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of my drastic change. Is there are days where you just go out there, you put it up into a hover, you do a couple of things, and it's like, oh, daddy, we better bring it back down. Yeah, it gets, land and try again. Land, put the canopy yeah. on, go back up again. Because it gets that. And it's weird. It's not It's not like the super, super dark. Like, you can get those, like, black rain clouds in the distance. That's not a big deal. We get this just yeah. complete neutral yeah. kind of darkish gray. That's like a complete cover. It's like a whole yeah, sky. Yeah, it's a complete cover. And there's, there's no, no texture. Yeah, no texture, no no bits of clouds. You can't even tell they're clouds. It's like literally someone clicked the paint bucket in photo, you know, in Photoshop and just hit the sky and everything's that monotone color. Yeah, for so those you lose yep. those of you who are familiar with skiing, we call that flat light. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I remember, yeah, you know, suck. when you're going down the hill in, in those conditions, when back when I used to ski, you you just you couldn't see ruts because mm-hmm. everything just went. Flat. And it's the yeah. same thing. It's because there's no contrast in the sky, and that's where, like, um, uh, that's I'll switch over to a yellow or an orange lens pair of glasses, and they help bring out some of that contrast. And that's, I mean, it'll actually start to bring out details in the in the heli. Exactly. And that, I think, is where the sunglasses can really assist because those particular shades will actually bring those colors through a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Easier to see. Yeah. Yep. So what about heat? Heat and helis. How does it how how do they uh how does it affect the helis? Because mm-hmm. I you know we're going into summer and the sun's out and we're getting sunburnt. And sometimes we're leaving our stuff out a little bit, maybe too long in the sun. Do you guys put towels over your canopies if you're going to be out in the sunlight? You've seen guys no. do that before. You don't do anything like that? Why would I put I'm a not, towel over I'm it not worried truck? about the canopy. Yeah. <laughs> well, over the head, over the top, so you can just keep the heat out from underneath it. Keep you it in the shade. So, so that when you go to pick it up by the head, you don't burn your hand? No, or what? so you're not letting your electronics get overheated. Oh, oh no, no, no. The only thing I would worry about if it's really hot, and let's be clear, in, in Washington, we don't really know really hot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's hot when it's above 75 here, <laughs> and that doesn't pose any threat to electronics, trust me. Think- but when you're flying in like 90s and 100s and that kind of stuff, like I think you get the, those temperatures, don't you, We Dan? do it on occasion, yeah. 90s is pretty typical in the summer. So the the motor and the ESC and the packs are the big things, and really, I, I my biggest concern is always packs. Yeah, uh, because they get warm anyway, especially if you're beating them up, and uh, if uh, if you've got that plus the background temperature, the ambient temperature being high, you can get to yeah. a point where they get too warm. They really do, and you can't bang out flights back and forth like that when it's hot. You gotta let it. You gotta let it cool down a little bit. This is what I like about nitro. It's fueling gold. Okay, but don't you have some other issues when it gets hot with nitro? Well, tuning issues, but I mean, it's got to get pretty dang hot before you really start noticing it. I mean, Nick, what is your experience with that? I mean, you were at Heli Pros last year. <laughs> yeah, and my 90 flew like a 30. 
<laughs> well, yeah. you were also, you know, 4,000 feet higher than you typically fly. That was a whole just pile of sadness. I mean, that was oh bad. My, that was I hot. I get it. That like, was really I hot. I get where a lot of these people just say nitro's horrible. Because they're because, flying in environments yeah, like that. I wouldn't probably... Oh, man, I'm not going to say that I wouldn't fly nitro because yeah, I just don't know if that's, that's not big. possible. But I would probably shelf my nitro during the summer months if I lived there because it, it was it just flat out sucked. Just they not had good. no yeah. power, no power at well, all. Well, you know, it was hot at, at um, Heli Pros. I'll give you that. But j- you should be, I guess, thankful that you weren't at Gillette because. <laughs> It was like 106 there. Oh, see, that's just... Dude, it was 105 at Helipros. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you guys even flew in that crap. I mean, honestly, 80 <laughs> is too hot for me. Oh. You sissy la-la. That's yeah. perfect weather, dude. No, dude. 80 70 degrees. Dude, it was 80 breeze. degrees here today. No, I can't stand that crap. I run hot in general, and I just can't deal with it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Nah, that'd be great. But, I mean, Nitro, the downfall is the power. But once you get the tune set in, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's got a little bit of an advantage because, you know, motor temperature is just, it's mostly just based on your tune. Right. So as long as you have your tune correct and you compensate for that and you keep it in its proper range, you can just keep banging out flights. Just keep banging them out, banging them out. It's not like the motor's getting any hotter each flight. Electric, you do have to, you do have to watch that. And actually, I want to kind of investigate that a little bit because you, you sissy boys fly electric. I fly nitro. Sissy boys. Sissy boys. Nice. Sissy boys. I, I just bolted in a freaking 14.7 horsepower motor. He calls it sissy boy. All right, electric in the heat in the summer. Uh, you know, Justin alluded to this a bit ago. Nick just mentioned it. If you were flying alone, obviously the fun fly, chances are you're not back to back to back to back flying. You're letting other people fly. But say you were flying alone and you were at the field, and you were brave enough to go out when it was 105 degrees. What are the considerations? What what do you what should you keep in mind with your batteries? Oh, just. You got to let the packs cool down. Yeah. That's the big difference. Like where we are in our temperature right now, you know, we generally run pretty efficient power setups and we're not crazy, crazy hard pilots. So I can fly everything back to back to back to back as fast as I can do it. Charge, pull it straight off as soon as it beeps and I'm charging at 5C, hammer right back out. The packs will get warm, but they never get like hot. Um, over there, they got hot. I mean, they they flat out just got hot, and you had to let them cool down. What mm-hmm. worked out good with that is same thing with the ESC. It was constantly just building temperature, and if you let it cool back down, then it'd have a lower starting point, and it was fine by the end of the flight. But if you kept trying to back-to-back the flights, that ESC never got a chance to cool down, and then it really started getting high on the temperature. Yeah, so well, you remember, my like I had that Castle 120 oh, yeah. in there. right? And remember that thing keep... I mean, I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent sure what the issue was, but heat was a definite issue because oh, that thing would come hot. down. You couldn't even touch it. Yeah, and you know, like we we ended up, I believe, cutting vent holes in the canopy. Just you know, try to get extra airflow to the motor to the ESC. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep 
and it's still it's still a, it's still 105 out. It's not going to matter. It's going to get hot. But yeah. just trying to keep it as cool as you can in those conditions. So give me a time frame, and I know that's a tough question because it's dependent upon the ambient temperature and how hard you're flying. But is there is there a number or a relative area? Uh, let's say for let's say the guy you have you know a lot of guys will carry like you do, Nick, carry the infrared uh, temperature gun. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a safe number or an unsafe number that one should consider? I try and let them get back down to ambient. So at That's least ambient. Goal. Yeah. And that well, could I mean, that could take a while. Unless That's ambient's a- 105. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but still, they're not going to cool down any farther than that. But yeah, that's, true. Oh, no, I'm just saying, though, you still got to pay attention to, to cycling them too quickly at that temp. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they won't cool down near as fast. No, they won't. So give me the process. You fly, but you 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 let it cool before you charge. Um, I'll just kind of ch- a little I'll, bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'll do the hand test. Like if I grab it and go, wow, that's hot. Um, then mm-hmm. I will let it sit down. If it's just kind of a a nice warm temperature, then I'll go ahead and slap it on. Because even charging at five C, it it's cooling down while it's charging. Yeah. Um. You just don't want it like hot, hot when you throw it on there. Can I can I tell you guys what I do with my batteries for my my electric that I don't have? Sure. <laughs> I put it in the beer cooler. Nice. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm kidding. I don't have an electric, so I don't have to worry about it. But what about what about receiver packs? Is it the same consideration? Those aren't putting out no. near yeah. the power. They don't. Yeah, really not really. even bother. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I do think you brought up a good point about keeping it out in the sun. I mean, you can take a set, like uh, you get a set of like Gen's Ace packs on the side. You know, they've got the whole aluminum look to the cells and the clear heat shrink. Mm-hmm. You lay those things on their side out there they will get in the hot. sun. Man, they get oh, yeah. oh, they get warm, dude. Yeah. So uh, I definitely always make sure and keep them in the shade, you know, when I'm letting them cool down and when they're not flying. That's that's a that really really helps. I I want to, you know, Ed. <laughs> he's got, he has an eye charger, uh, the the three hundred six I believe it is, and uh, they're black. And he was out at the field the other day, and um, he pulled out his eye charger, and it, it was charcoal brown, like a faded brown. And I asked him, I said, Ed, are you leaving your charger out in the sun? Well, he's been leaving it in his truck, and thereby, it's been the sun has faded it like, like four or five shades. It's literally uh, looks like it's been whitewashed poorly, but it's no longer black; it's brown. <laughs> oh, jeez! So, let's the field equipment. I mean, what do we do? Do you? I mean, you guys. I know Nick and and um, you guys use you. You've, we've talked about your field case. All your stuff is in there, so you don't really worry about that, but. Do you guys leave anything in your vehicles? Or do you make sure to get all that like stuff throughout out? throughout the day? Or you mean like when we're actually at the field? Yeah, like let's say you pack up and you go home, you bring your heli in, but is there anything you leave out? I mean, how do you take care of your stuff after you're packed up? I mean, does it all come back inside? Mm, kind of depends. It depends how the day went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it really kind of does. I'm not opposed to leaving anything out there, but generally I bring my charging case in, 
and the packs. I will leave the helis out there if I didn't crash or didn't have any issues. Yeah. And then charge back up at night. I've noticed the one thing that you really have to watch, like, um, I can't leave my charging case out in the sun. Yeah. The the plexiglass or Lexan or whatever I made, I don't even remember what it is. It's now. Lexan. It's so Lexan. Yeah. That deck lid will warp in the sun. Oh, yeah. I was, tr- I was fighting that just heli pros. Yep. Does it permanently warp or does it eventually? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. It will. So you, you really have to watch that. But then it's kind of a catch-22 and you you can't, you know, keep it too closed because you, I mean, again, just like everything else is getting hot. Sure. You're really working those power supplies in there. I mean, that mine, geez, man, when it cranks up, it's like you turned on a hairdryer coming out of the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so cook some food on the deck in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think, is the biggest reason. I mean, at this point, when it gets warm, there's just no reason to not bring out a 10 by 10 uh, pop-up Yes, that's yeah. where I was headed next. Yes. That is the key. I mean, not only for all your equipment, but for you. Exactly. You need a break out of the sun. It's so fatiguing that, you know, taking the time to sit under there, have something cold to drink, that's another big thing that I am the worst at remembering. I do the same thing, dude. All I, I, care I bring is, everything and I don't bring anything to drink. Yep. And then you're sitting there, it's hot, you don't have anything to drink. You're like, oh, <laughs> man, great, you know. And let me give you guys a little little medical insight. Uh, you know, being a registered nurse and all. <laughs> I'm a medical professional. Uh, that's what they that's what they told me when I passed the state boards anyway. I don't know if I believe it, but P professional. If you wait until you actually feel thirsty, the dehydration process has begun. Your cells are already depleted. The trick is to continually hydrate at regular intervals because if you start to feel like you need water, the damage is, is happening. And if you so don't. So, what you're saying is, I have pretty much flown dehydrated since day one. Exactly. I mean, because if you. I mean, it's. Imagine the possibility. It's easy yeah. to recover from, obviously, you hydrate. But the, the point is, if you find yourself out there and if you're in a compromised situation health wise to begin with, you can really aggravate conditions. And now, you know, I always. My health isn't very good. I always have a gallon of water. I keep a gallon of water in my truck because if I get to that point, bad things can start to happen. So just a word of advice, you know, you've got to take care of your equipment and the 10 by 10 tent, the canopy, they're, they're a godsend. And you, you know, sometimes I know, I know it's like, it's just one more big thing. It's kind of a, one more thing you got to handle, but the sun can catch up to you quickly. And then in, in Montana, you have to keep a gallon of water in your trailer in case, like, the whole field lights on fire or something. <laughs> you got to put it out. Because the nearest fire station say, could the be last 60 time miles I flew away. with you, Dan, you didn't have a gallon of water. You had a gallon of Kahlua. I still have it, actually. <laughs> Sitting on the front of Big Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I will have a gallon of Kahlua again this time. But no, seriously, guys, uh, you got to take that. You've really got to be careful about about that because we take care of our equipment. We take care of 
our batteries. We make sure they're in the shade. Make sure you're in the shade. Make hats. Uh, you know, that's hats are yeah, key. Hat. absolutely common and sense. But don't be afraid to bring like sunblock. Yeah, seriously. How many people have gotten made fun of by their friends or significant others because after eight hours of flying, summer flying at the field with a collarless shirt, you have a really nice strap tan on the back of your neck. That's what I'm rocking right now. Yep. (laughs) Let me relate to you guys a little story. And we're talking now about, you know, talking in particular, Todd Bennett. We've all seen pictures of Todd Bennett. It could be 150 degrees out. What is Todd Bennett wearing? He's wearing, what is he wearing, Nick? He's wearing a black hoodie or a dark hoodie or a hoodie. He's wearing, Mm -hmm. he's covering his arms. And, you know, of course, being in the hobby for as long as he has and is involved, you know, all summer long living down in Southern California doesn't help. But there's a reason he's doing that is because he's, he's affected by the sun now. I mean, he's got a real concern of too much exposure to the sun and, you know, sunblock, long sleeve shirts. I mean, you can get, uh, you know, a lot of the fishermen up in this area, you guys have seen them, those really breathable, lightweight fishing shirts that actually, mm-hmm. they're, they're cooling. Yeah. They actually cool yep. you. Uh, these are real issues. And and the thing of it is too, like I said, water, beer's no good. Soda's no good. As much as we all like to drink that stuff when we're at a fun fly. Yeah. Have fun. These are my feelings. <laughs> but when, <laughs> take it back, then. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. I mean, the water is very important because if if you have started to feel thirsty, it's too late. You're dehydrated at that point. I mean, is there like an acceptable ratio? Does it have to be all water? <laughs> can we kind of mix it in a little bit? <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can make a ditch. <laughs> Three to one want. water beer or... <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? You, know, <laughs> you can... You, for every eight ounces of, of water, you can put an ounce of whiskey in there. You can make a ditch. Right. That's what they call that drink. That. I don't know if you know that or not. That's called a ditch. Making a ditch? That's yeah, ditch water. That's an actual drink you can buy at a bar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well... One ounce of whiskey watered down by eight oh, ounces of water. I don't know water. that mix, but I'm sure it's not quite... It depends on how, you know, wimpy you are when it comes to drinking your hard liquor, but how deep the ditch is, how muddy the water is. But no, seriously, water is important and uh, keeping your stuff out of the, out of the sun. Uh, I know that I've got the trailer, so I don't really pack a, a, you know, and frankly, I open the back of the trailer and I open the side door. It creates a little breeze through there. It's beautiful. I mean, in the in the in the hottest day, sitting in there in the shade, it's a nice, cool breeze going through. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So, got to take care of yourself while you're flying. God, have you, Jesse? Have you seen Nick's charging case? Yeah, Dan, I have. But you know what? That thing doesn't even compare to those Progressive RC Signature Series cases that they just came out with. I mean, have you seen those things? They have a the new iCharger 4010 Duo in them, and they're a real plug-and-play system. If you're looking to get a charging case yourself, Dan, I would probably go check out Progressive RC and see what they got over there. You know what, Jesse? I think I'm going to do that. If anyone else is interested in those cases, head over to ProgressiveRC.com. Say, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you do. I always, when it's hot, I always, because I've actually, my radio, 
Not not so much the 8FG, but my 9303. It's actually if I left it face up, um, it's gone to the point where I can't. It, it like the the LED display goes away. It turns black. Yeah, and yep. Yep. obviously that's not a good thing. So what I here's what I do. I actually it, well with the Futaba, it's not. It's really not an option, but. With typically your your Spectrum JR radios, I don't know if you did you guys use the balancers. Most everybody does because they're not balanced for whatever reason, and it makes for a nice, you know, you can just set it down so the face is facing the table upside down. Yeah, and that, yep. that yeah. little the balancer kind of keeps the gimbals and everything else from you know. Oh yeah, yeah, being, I got hitting you. the table. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Not a bad idea. That's a good idea. What I've been doing lately with the Futaba is I just, I, I used to not, you, on my scooter, I hang my radio on the rack on the front. Sometimes, you know, you get, you fly, you put it on, you know, I put it on the front. Sometimes I forget it, it's there. And the next thing you know, it's been sitting in the direct sunlight for who knows how long. Uh, what I've been doing lately is um, actually just bringing my radio, my, my delicious <laughs> Futaba radio oh. case that I got. <laughs> that thing is, delicious. Yeah, delicious. was that the right delicious word? Delicious is there? an interesting That's, word. Absolutely, man. This radio case is awesome. Absolutely, you guys, dude. When you guys see it, you're gonna be like, "You're right, Dan. That is a delicious radio case." I guarantee you, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I give you enough, Captain Morgan. I, I feel to like say Jesse's that. even a little uncomfortable about the fact that you yeah. used the word delicious to describe. Yeah, that's a, well, just a Jesse, little bit. Jesse doesn't know, but sometimes I use that word to describe him. Ew. Ooh, is that a little bit and then far? it got weird. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> God for so, post-editing. Uh, uh, no. Kidding, Jesse. Only kidding. No, seriously, though. It's a great case, and it does it uh, holds two radios because it's a dual radio case. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but no, that, is it, a, that is great. <laughs> go figure, dude. <laughs> I bet that was a surprise when you looked in there. <laughs> that it held two radios? It actually was. Yeah. I was thinking, man, this must be a radio for a giant because it's this long bin. Jeez, that's a big, wide radio. But I, then I realized it's to hold two radios. That's That was my thought process when I took it out of the box. There you go. So, Master you know, the obvious. What, what I need now is a 14 SG to fit in there. To balance it out. Yeah, where, where's that on your list of priorities? Oh, are you kidding me, dude? That is high on my list of priorities. That's even before an electric. A 14SG? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know if I got to tell you guys, but I got to play with one of those last weekend. I, got, I know I told Nick. I can't believe you'd put that before a helicopter. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, that's concerning. I've got helicopters. I've got enough helicopters. I, what do you mean? I've got enough. enough? How many helicopters do you what have that, that fly mean? right now? Flying right now, I've got one. Well, <laughs> that's not so enough. That's not enough. <laughs> but I've got yeah. four in my in my trailer. Whatever, Justin. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, dude, <laughs> I've got three, man. No, I know. I was using your old excuse for him. Oh, what what was the what was the excuse? I missed it. Well, you're like, well, I've got three. But you'd never only had one flying at once, and that's... Hey. Yeah, yeah. true. Or had one set of blades. In my true, defense, whatever. it's only been in the last four days that the two 700s haven't been flyable. In our defense, well, that doesn't you know happen what, very dude, often. 
Yeah, so you gotta take advantage that's of four it. Four days too many. <laughs> yeah, but 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 big. Blue, I mean, big if blues I'm sitting out, here wrenching on stuff every night until midnight or one a.m. so I can fly next day lunchtime, what are you doing? I'm waiting for Big Blue to get fixed. Come on, man. Cut me some slack, man. I don't blame you for wanting a 14SG, though. It's a super nice radio. I got to play with one up in Kalispell, I'm telling you. It is everything that the 8 FG See, maybe, been. in fairness to you, maybe I would feel that way had I actually had an opportunity to play with one. Because I haven't. I haven't actually even seen one. This radio is fantastic. It, You know, one of the complaints that we all kind of have hinted at is the simple fact that it feels like they found the case in a Cracker Jack box. Mm-hmm. They fixed that. So it feels heavy, you're saying? It it feels just as substantial as any JR9503, 9303 radio I've ever held. Ooh. I wow. Mean, now, is there. it physically larger? Uh, Yes, it is. It, it From memory, it's been a while since I held a DX8, but I think dimensionally it it feels like it's about the same size as far don't as don't say that oh man <laughs> that's too big it's that's huge well i'm just saying top to bottom but i'm saying the there is a little more space between the buttons as we've talked about before um i don't think it i think from a controls perspective nick it's not too big because where that extra size is for is the bigger lcd dis- display so it's kind of at the bottom half. So okay. it doesn't affect like the gimbal spacing no, or anything no, like that. No, the gimbal spacing it, feels exactly the same. So it doesn't feel, does it feel bigger than like a 9503? No. Okay. It doesn't okay, feel it doesn't feel wider at all. But it's got it's it's just has some weight to it, right? And when I was holding it, it literally Aside from the fact that I did notice that there were more room, there is more room between the buttons on the or the switches on the top, which would be the three-way switches and the momentary switch and the two-way switch on the right, or I guess it's on mm-hmm. the left on stock. Um, there is more. My fingers actually fit in there slightly better. Still tight, but my hands are fairly big. It just there's just some really convenient features like those of us who use Futaba. Sometimes when you're fumbling through the menus, uh, you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, S1, S1 or or whatever. And it's like, how do I, you know, I just get back to the main menu and just start hitting shit. Right. Yeah. Well, this one has a very convenient button right where your right thumb or your left thumb is while you're holding the radio opposite the side that the rotary dial is on. You just click it once and you're back to the main menu. Ooh, nice. You click it twice. The telemetry screen comes up. And on the same side as the rotary dial, there's another button, identical, that is programmable to bring up whatever menu you, you would like it to bring up. Yeah, it's... Dude. That's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> it, it feels so nice. It really does. It feels like... It, it, but, you know, when it, when it comes right down to it, it it's... it You know, the 8FG is fine. I don't need 14SG other than other than I would love to have the telemetry. I would love to have the telemetry, especially with the S Bus 2. It's it's all, you know, you don't need to get a bunch of extra modules for these various telemetry units. Mm-hmm. It's very, very nice. Very nice radio. But 
you know, and we're talking about the heat, I got to tell you, the, the temperature sensor would be very nice. For those yeah, of that's us a who, good point. For that those of us cool. who don't have, I'm not real confident in my ear when I'm listening to the tune. I mean, I feel like I can get it respectable, but if I could know what a real-time temperature was, I would I, I would just be that much. It would just, it's one more data point that would make me feel good about my tune. It's that simple. So I figure I'm going to, I'm going to take Nick's approach on this one. The greasy, you know, the squeaky wheel. One day it's just going to have to show up. How's that there working you for you, Nick? Is that, is that working out for you? Sure. Perfect. <laughs> it's working good. So you got real flight, real flights at your door. Well, you know, no, there's details there. There's some details. There's some, just minor ones. <laughs> We're working out the glitches. Okay. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, what? I got to figure something out. Oh, but that does remind me. Dude, I'm really glad that you pitched me crap about that again. Yeah. Uh, I owe a huge thank you to Brian King. He stepped up and sent me a little USB drive with Phoenix on it. Very nice. I know. I really appreciate that. I could not find my Phoenix disc. Oh, yeah. And so here I've got this nice new iMac that I have not been able to fly Phoenix on. And so I was still using my older PC and and I, my older one I couldn't crank the graphics all the way up on it. Right. And I couldn't find my disk and then I went to buy it and they were having server issues that day and I was like, "Nah, screw it." Um so he sent me the copy of everything and I got it all up to date, rocking it on um you, I'm loving it. You know, Phoenix is kind of the PC of Sims. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes me feel even dirtier for still flying it. Ouch. That because I'm a hurt. Mac guy. I have a feeling I might get a little hate mail for that one. Yeah. I mean I have been I have been enjoying flying the Whiplash Nitro on Phoenix. Yeah. Does it I have. how does it fly in comparison? Oh great. Once I got it all tuned the way I like it, I mean it. It does fly great. It actually just getting it on this new computer has kind of like boosted my, you know, my sim desire and the fact that we're like a week away from yeah from a fun fly. So it was like, okay, let's play a game. It's called Learn Reversing Pearl Flips in a Week. <laughs> how's that? How's that coming along? Uh, I'm sure you will be able to tell me when we get there. <laughs> I try them for the first time. <laughs> So there might be some carnage? Oh, there's going to be carnage. Oh, Sweet. Yes. Oh, come on. So. Dear. On the first flight? <laughs> no. He's going no. to wait till Saturday about 9 o'clock. Right before we record the show. Yep. That's when you should try it. So we can make fun of you for an hour. No, I'll be doing <laughs> it. Actually, if all goes well, I'll, I'll start dabbling with them so, uh, tomorrow. I, I, dare I bring this up? Because I know we did uh, uh, briefly a few shows ago. And without, you know, trying to extract information from you two. And if you guys aren't comfortable, you know, just tell me to shut up. I'm okay with that. No, here it comes. (laughs) Um, You know, you guys made mention that if if a person found themselves at Othello this year, which, by the way, is a week away, they they might get a little insight into the secret squirrel project. Is that still something that, uh, you know? They 
will. They will get a little insight. Yes. Yes. It is a 100% guarantee that they will. Is there a a better reason? Is there, I mean, aside from it being a kick-ass fun fly, I mean, there's no better reason to make sure you're at Othello. It's not the it's not the one hundred percent completed super squirrel. squirrel. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's only a fifty percent. It's missing super its tail. Secret squirrel. Yeah, but <laughs> we're uh, it, it's it's very close, close enough to get the concept of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Show up, you'll see. So nice. let's see. How can I trick you guys into talking a little bit more about that? Let's see. I don't think that there is. You guys are like steel traps. It's not going to happen, really man. Tough. You're just going to have to. It has been tough. You're right, Nick. Dude, it's been. But you're just really going to have tough. to show up and see. You guys all know Ken from Lower Halley. Oh, of course. Sure. Is there a nicer guy in the hobby than Ken from Lower Halley? He's, He's awesome. Really cool. Dude, yeah, I got to tell you. great. I, I talked to him today, I uh, and I just, I bring this up because what a fantastic help he is and it has nothing to do with the show or, or the fun fly but uh this little thing that we're doing i mentioned at the beginning of the show with the local hobby shop you know their concern like as is a good concern is you know you start doing something like this and it doesn't take but one or two times of a customer walking in and you not having something available that happens once or twice they quit walking in that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so, that simple. So we're gonna Ken's gonna help out with that. So we're gonna make it so people can can get those parts um quicker. It, you know, the details are yet to be worked out, but I just want you know he, his interest is the hobby. This guy is a he is he is about the hobby. And I just yeah. I can't I mean, what a great guy. I'm just really excited to hang out with him a little bit this this coming weekend gonna be it's gonna be a great time can't wait yep i'm i'm gonna throw myself under the bus because last week we said that this week was gonna be the final day for for pre-orders and it it could be but here's what it boils down to is when i looked at the calendar and i was trying to figure out by what day i needed to have the pre-order in to have them available i just looked at Othello Funfly being the weekend of next week, which and I looked Friday. But the reality is I forgot that I'm actually leaving on Wednesday. So mm. there wasn't enough time Oops. to get. I mean, I could have ordered them today being Friday the 10th, but they wouldn't be here in time. So and and on top of that, we made a post on Facebook saying now's the time the pre-order's going in. The The order started rolling in again. So. We just want to make sure, on on top of the fact that I made that little error in my calculation of time, we want to make sure everybody gets a chance to get their pre-order. So, we will get that done soon. As soon as I get back from Othello, we'll probably start shipping them out. Of course, they're awesome. Three designs to choose from. Nick outdid himself on this one. I know, you set, the, you set the bar pretty high. Kind of... Kind of worried for you coming out with another <laughs> yeah, for, design that's gonna beat yeah, these. it's like you I'm can't sure go backwards you're really worried for me he's so. gonna flog you man he's gonna get and by and worried, we mean we can't wait to see what happens so yeah we can exactly make fun. so we're watching yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> here's what here's what he's gonna do he's gonna say all right justin and jesse 
You guys come up with the next one. Oh, yeah. He's going to put it back on you guys. Hey. That doesn't sound like a good idea either. I, I just yeah, It's it, like you want to sell these, right? <laughs> yeah. Just first question. Because <laughs> it'll just be a white shirt that says T on it. <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> No, we'll get. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're fantastic. I can't wait. We would have loved to have some for Othello, and even to have our own by Othello would have been nice. Such is the way it is. We will definitely have some our fun fly in June. So at least those guys will be able to take a look at them. But again, pre-orders. That's the only way you're really going to make sure you get the size that you need and it's been brought up and actually jesse brought this up and justin actually too you know how are these sized well to be honest with you guys that's that's really kind of an unknown at this point however i will say the hoodies if you guys would agree they came in possibly a little on the on the small side would you not say so yeah like half yeah, a, yeah, a little touch. bit just a tad and these are going to be the same brand uh, which is good because those hoodies were fantastic quality, mm-hmm. which yeah. means the shirts are going to be good quality as well, and they're a heavier weight. But we just don't know the answer to that question, unfortunately. Err on the side of caution, I, I would I would say maybe they just, are pre shrunk. Yeah, right? they are pre shrunk. Yep. Yes. Okay. We don't know. Plain and simple. I'm assuming these. I cannot wait to see them. They're going to be fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about Othello pretty much this whole show. Can't wait. But there's something even more exciting in the works. And that is June 14th through the 16th, Deer Park, Washington. Where are you guys going to be? Are you going to be washing your hair that weekend or something? Or do you got plans? Yep. You're going to wash your hair that weekend? Yep. I will wash my hair that weekend. I need to aerate my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Aerate? Reseed the flower bed? What is aerate, dude? Wait a minute. What? Is the rocket scientist asking us what it's aerate called aerate? Oh, I see he's oh. getting technical on you, Nick. Pecker. You gonna let him talk to you like that? <laughs> Caught me. You gonna stand for that? I have to because he's right. He is right. I hate that. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happens a lot though, so it, it's <laughs> we're we're kinda used to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely used to it. So our fun fly's coming up. Can't wait. Man, we've got so much help and and support from so many people i mean the list is big first and foremost a big thanks to our sierra dine they without their support a lot of this stuff i mean we would be able to put the show on but with their support the show is going to be that much better really looking forward to it i haven't got confirmation uh from cliff over at our sierra dine yet but i have been told uh that they are going to be doing some scale heli stuff out there so That'll be kind of cool. We we talked about that a little bit in the past. A real nice scale heli is, is is a pleasure. It's maybe not be for all of us, but we can all appreciate it. Yeah, what a cool mix. I mean, yeah. you'll have, you know, just a fantastic, amazing looking scale flight on, you know, at the same time flying because we have we have the the field for it, you know, we have the flight line for it, and then you got like Tim Jones on the other side. Just, just beating it. Beating that thing like it was a yep. money. That's cool. Flogging that heli. Then, of course, Jesse's going to be there crashing compasses for us left and right. Right, Jesse? 
I'm sure I'll probably have to, you know, buy more parts by then. <laughs> I have to have enough for like three crashes when I go to that one. Pinion and Doug Darby are coming up. Looking forward to hanging out with those guys. And um, I got to tell you, if you're a registered pilot at this event, chances are you're walking away with something pretty cool. Because yeah. uh, that's going to be one impressive prize table. There, there's just no way around that. Lots of support from a lot, a lot of people. And uh, we do have a page up for that, so you can kind of see who is being involved and links to their prospective web pages and some information uh, about the fun fly. Uh, you know, uh, also too, I guess we need to thank um, the Barons Club, the RC Barons Club up there in Deer Park for hosting this event. Fantastic facility. Really looking forward to working with those guys this year. And uh, we've had a lot of support from them, and they're going to really help us out as well. So. It's going to be a fun time had by all. No question. You're looking forward to it, aren't you, Jesse? I am. I just, I can't wait to just get the whole season started, but it's going to be a good one. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I was thinking about that. And I've, I've realized that my summer is kind of defined by events. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I was thinking how I've got this event and then I've got the one after that and yada, yada, yada. And then I was thinking about how I'm going to head out to Washington and then I'm going to end it all in Othello. And it almost feels like the summer is planned and it's going to be over before I know it. You know what? And we're going to be back in the winter. It yeah. will go fast. And it hasn't man. even it started. Will go. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> haven't even had the first one way. yet. Just enjoy every fun fly and every day you get out to fly. Yeah. That's all you can do, right? Yep. So if anybody's going to be out in the region, definitely, uh, consider stopping by we're looking forward to seeing all of our friends from idaho washington oregon california utah montana everyone in the northwest and beyond in some cases i don't know for sure but i was talking with larry he was on the show last week there's a high likelihood now he doesn't know for sure so we can't confirm but there's a high likelihood he might even be able to make it out for that event Ooh, yeah, he looked into That'd be fun. he looked into his uh reward points and apparently he might be able to get a ticket so nice you might Very be able cool. to meet you might Wait. be able to meet the guy behind the web page first step fun fly in the northwest second step world domination <laughs> our plan <laughs> yes yeah, like pinky in the brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I would invite you guys to check out our webpage, www.rchelynation.com. Of course, you have our chat box there. Lots of guys hanging out there. Lots of questions answered. And uh, apparently, occasionally, if you need help, I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard someone wrangled Nick into a Skype call to get some help. That must have been tough. Was that tough? <laughs> yeah, it took two phone calls <laughs> and uh, during work hours. <laughs> Which it's always awesome watching your boss come out and give you that weird look as you're sitting there working on a car, completely carrying a conversation with yourself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, thank, thank goodness I, I hold my own at work, so they, they leave me alone. But yeah, we got Mark all squared away. So uh, That's good. I'm but sure. you know, there's other guys that hang out there as well. That can be plenty of help. You. So be sure to post your questions there. We've got a lot of helpful guys there. Also to the forum, I would invite you to check it out. Still, I'm sorry to say there's no news on the mobile platform. All I can say is when we know it'll be available because that's we're going to rush to that 
when it's available to us. So, uh, but in the meanwhile, forum's fairly active. We got a steady group of users there. And I know I mentioned it a while ago, but I haven't really been talking about it. But we do have uh, the wiki, the RCHN wiki. Now, basically, the whole concept behind this is to just help people find particular things in episodes. You know, there's a couple users that are going through. Paulo, he's going through. He's actually putting timestamps so you can kind of see what at what particular time in the show things happen. And I know we've been asked to do that before. I know way back in a past life, the first version of the show, we did that. It's um, it's just a lot of work to add that to the list of everything that needs to be done to get a show out. But So that's a great feature, and that's kind of the whole point of the wiki is to get people involved and get information about specific episodes so it's easier for guys to find specific reviews or you know whatever happens during the course of any given show. To be honest with you, I don't even know the URL top of my head, um, but I will put a show note up to that uh, because it's just not a typical RCHN uh, type URL. There's some other characters involved with that. Also to Dieter. Oh, I've got some news. Quick news. I don't know if you guys know this. Dieter has been asked to join the icon team. I saw that. Congrats, so congrats to Dieter for that. Sweet. Sure. And what uh, made me think of that is uh, if you have events, I would encourage you to send those to Dieter at rclnation.com and he'll go ahead and make sure those get put in the calendar. We do have a calendar that is fairly full, kind of tells people what's happening. If you've got something, no matter where in the world, if you've got something happening in your area, feel free to post that and uh, we'll get that up there for you. This is the most important thing here. M- Sunday. This this will be a day after the thing, uh, or this will be a day before this is released. But Sunday has two events, right? One is Mother's Day, oh, and more importantly, one is Nick's birthday. You butthead! Yeah, <laughs> happy That's birthday, you crotchety old bastard! How old are you? How old are you now, Nick? Forty? Forty-five? Sixty-two? Sixty-two? You know? Okay, Justin, can you do the backwards math, please? I honestly don't know precisely how old I am. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Oh, this man. is not good. I'm not sure if I'm 33 or 34. Well, what year were you born, dude? 79. You are 34. Damn. Dude. 34 years. You are in your 30s, dude. You're- I like the method of just saying that I couldn't do the math better. So I'm not sure what age I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you blew my cover. I had a whole year when I was in my 30s that the whole year, I went through the whole year thinking I was 37. And my birthday came around and I got a card, happy 39th. And I'm like, what? Ooh. What are you? No, this is wrong. That's a particularly painful one. (laughs) It would have been different if you thought you were like 34 and you turned out to be 36, but one before 40? Yeah, I thought I was going to turn 38, and no, I was turning 39. The whole year, it was... It was depressing. I it literally put me in a funk, man. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. That's happened to me before. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. I was yeah, gonna dude. Let that hey, one slide you know by. what? That's what friends are for. I yeah, mean, got, it's just he's got your back. It's one more reminder that you will never come close to flying like oh, Jesse. Oh, you know, we need, you know, what we need to do next week at the Ouch. fun fly. What we need to get everybody to sing happy birthday to Nick. Oh, oh. 
I'm going to get a shirt made. I'm going to start my own flying club. It's called Old Balls Flying Club. <laughs> Dusty Balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Old Balls Flying Club. Great. Right. Old Balls Racing Team. Yep. <laughs> All right. If they also... don't out of your shorts while you're flying, then you can't join. <laughs> oh, come on. See? He always takes it one step too far. <laughs> that... You guys don't even know. Dan, you don't Dan, even know. Can, Dan can bleep that shit out. I'm not going to. that's just the tip of the iceberg everyone if you only knew oh my gosh if you only knew uh also too uh we'll get in a newsletter out this week uh jesse was really really busy last week so we're gonna cut him a little bit of slack this time not a big deal we'll get he'll get that out sometime this next week so look forward to that i'm sure it'll be fantastic as always packed with information packed with info info is a good thing Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, you old dirty bastard, how would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you would go ahead and send me an email to, to the Nick old folks at dot com. I will. Get, I don't want to hear any of you send shenanigans. The Shady Pines old retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. cut him some slack. The internet connection's kind of slow there. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fits the people. Tell tell um, tell him tell you can leave a nurse or a note for his nurse and say, can you just put this note on top of Nick's med box so you know yep. he's sure to get it, dude. Let me tell you, you know what really helps with the hours in the day, drinking your entire meals <laughs> out of a straw. Ensure, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's great That's stuff. Right, you're, you're to that age now. You should start putting like Miralax. Into your food. <laughs> Just saying. Are you already rocking the Depends, dude? <laughs> Not quite. Not, Not quite yet. I don't know. I might have to try some when we show up at Othello. If you yeah, I mean, with that rate, poor though. bladder control, if you scare yourself while flying, <laughs> you don't know what could happen. Especially with Justin's <laughs> talk earlier about peeing yourself a little bit when when Tim Jones is flying. Or I guess it was Nick Maxwell. But, Nick yeah. Maxwell, yeah. But still, if if anybody can make you pee a little bit, it'll be Tim Jones. I'm sure no. of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So as I was saying before, I was so <laughs> rudely interrupted. Back at rchellynation.com. Shoot me an email. Sounds really good, Justin. If I want to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You can get me at Justin at rchellynation.com and just bear with me on the responses. I'm I'm working through them. And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Send me an email at jesse at rchillynation.com. And I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchillynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums. And also, too, I actually noticed that I do have a bit of a backlog on emails, and I will be getting caught up with those ASAP, as they say in somebody's world, not my world, but somebody's world. I should say something real quick. If you don't hear from me ever, uh, I've got a real cool habit. Of because I'm constantly at work and I've got gloves on and I'm <laughs> half talking on the phone, half fixing a car and doing, I'm really, really good as I learned about accidentally deleting emails and I just forget. Yeah. If I don't see it there, I, I forget. So if you do not hear from me at all, please write me back because I did not intentionally ignore you. No way, shape or form. Yeah, there's very, very few people 
that I won't write back, and you know who you are anyway, so don't, <laughs> don't worry about yeah, it. Don't even, don't write even bother first. writing. Yeah. <laughs> and they probably aren't listening anyway. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this has been episode number 85. Wow, it's really, it's, it's getting amazing to me. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, everyone. We will see you next Monday. Post Othello. See you guys. Later, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well. Mm